Welcome to today's episode of the Causey Consulting Podcast. I'm your host, Sarah Causey, and I'm also the owner of Causey Consulting, which you can find online anytime at CauseyConsultingLLC.com. Today, I want to talk about two pieces of advice that not only change the way that I do business, but also change my life. The first one comes from the entrepreneur, Dan Locke. He says, if you find that you're short on cash, if there seems to be more month than money, you don't have a savings problem, you have an income problem. Now, let that marinate in your head for a second. It's the kind of statement that's so elegant in its simplicity that if you rush through it, you might miss some really important layers to it. When you really meditate on it and think about it, it's like, whoa, that is a paradigm shift. In situations where we find that our income has been cut or it's gone away, what is the first thing that we tend to do? We go into panic mode. We go into basic raw survival mode. And it's like we suddenly expect that the zombie apocalypse is upon us. And we spin off into these wild, uncomfortable scenarios of, trying to reduce our own human existence down to the size of a decimal point. Like, how can I live on as little as humanly possible and still technically be alive on planet Earth? (laughs) You know, so, I mean, see if any of this sounds familiar to you. Okay, 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 I can, you know, I can cut my grocery bill down. Um, You know, I can get some of those uh, 25 cent ramen noodles, and some of those three-for-a-dollar mystery meat cans. I mean, it's going to be bad. Like, um, I typically shop the perimeter of the supermarket to get the healthier stuff, but, you know, um, I, I, I can probably make do um, on, the, on the mystery meat. Um, you know, it, it, sh- it should be okay. I don't, I don't think I'll die from it. Um, I'll cut the cable immediately. Um, no, no more entertainment. I'm not allowed to have that anymore. Um, I'll just reuse tea bags and ground coffee until they start to get moldy and, and have just no content anymore. And uh, I'll, I'll reuse my bath water until it starts growing algae on the top of it. And uh, I'll keep the lights turned off. Um, I'll get it uh, as uncomfortable in the house as I can and without either burning alive in the summer, freezing to death in the winter. Um, I'll, I'll read by lamplight um, or, or candlelight, uh, you know, I'll, I'll do something. So I just have like basically no utility bill, um, but uh, I'll, I'll, I'll get through it. I'll, I'll soldier on like this is, this is what I have to do. I mean, come on. We so often go immediately to that like self-flagellating, self-punishing space of trying to live on as little as humanly possible. Like we have to punish ourselves because we need some extra money that month. What we need to be doing, instead of that, instead of going, all right, I'm going to eat some mystery meat that might give me food poisoning, or I'm going to keep reusing coffee grounds until they grow mold, I'm going to bathe in the same bath water until I get a raging staph infection from it, like cut that out and start thinking about what can you do to make the money that you need. So as Dan Locke explains it, you know, so often when we're doing things like no more Starbucks, cut the, cut the cable, just live off the, on the air channels. You know, if you're doing that because you want to do that, that's cool. 
But if you're doing it as a form of punishment, it's like so often we don't save nearly the amount of money that we think we're going to. So let's say that you need an extra $500 and you've got to come up with it. Well, all this scrimping and saving, you manage to get 50 bucks. And, and think about it. So often when we're going to try to cut ourselves down to the bone, we wind up not saving nearly as much freaking money as we think we're going to. When you're in that situation, you've still got to come up with another $450 to make your ends meet. So instead of twisting yourself into a human pretzel and making yourself miserable and putting all of these signs and signals out to the universe that says, I'm not important, I don't matter, I'm going to live on as little as possible, and I have a lot of scarcity, a lot of fear, and a lot of lack in my life, figure out how you can make more money. Get some extra income. Go gig. Do, some, do something to bring in the revenue that you need. It is a hell of a lot easier and faster to make $500 by selling stuff that you're not using anymore or going and picking up an extra side hustle than it is to try to cut yourself down to the bone and scrape to get that money. It's also a lot more pleasant to go out and gin up the money in the form of revenue than it is to just like, you know, reuse old coffee grounds and eat mystery meat at the grocery store. So remember, it's not an issue of you're not saving enough. It's an issue of you don't have enough income. Now down the line, I'm not saying that you should not audit your spending habits. It could very well be that you're being overcharged on some things. It might be that you're shopping at a very hoity-toity market and you could go down the street and get good quality food for a lot cheaper price. It could be that, you know, you're paying for 500 channels on your satellite or cable package and you only watch like 10 of them. So it might make sense for you to be a cord cutter. But the time to make decisions like that is not when you're in this full tilt, full on panic mode and you're thinking about doing things that could potentially be really hurtful or unsanitary for yourself. I mean, we're in this pandemic still yet. Like, the last thing you want to do is get a raging case of food poisoning or some skin-eating bacteria from trying to reuse your bathwater a hundred times. Like, just, in the words of Captain America, just don't. The second piece of advice comes from Joel Osteen. And if you're not spiritual, don't feel like you need to turn the broadcast off at this point because the message is adaptable. Don't confuse a resource with your source. If you're spiritual, then your higher power, your God, is your source. A resource would be things like your job, a contract assignment, a proposal that you won, a bid that you were given, an inheritance that came to you. But ultimately, God, or your higher power, is the actual source. He is the one that caused the resource to show up in the first place. If you're not spiritual, then your source can be your higher self. Like, you need to know and believe in yourself and have that confidence of, whatever happens, I can handle it. If I have to take a pay cut at work in order to keep my job, and I want to keep my job there, I know I can figure out a way to make more money. If I was living off of some really good investments that suddenly tanked when the economy did, I have confidence that I can go out and find another way to supplement my income. 
I, I know that I know that I know that I'll survive this and I will be okay. From a spiritual perspective, you will know that God provides for you, that he is going ahead of you to make the crooked places straight on your behalf. You'll know that the lilies of the field and the birds, they don't sow and they don't reap, yet they still exist. They still have what they need to get through every single day. So you don't want to confuse a resource with your source. If you have made your job, your entire life, the be-all, end-all of your existence, how are you going to feel if that job goes away? If you have hedged all of your abilities on, let's say, a contract assignment that you're working, maybe it's been really lucrative and you've enjoyed everything about it, but suddenly that company loses funding or you work yourself out of a job, you make yourself obsolete. You eliminate all of their bottlenecks and all of their problems and everything's flowing and they're like, hey, thanks for all the hard work. Now we don't need you anymore. You've got to know that the next opportunity is right around the corner. Now, whether you believe that's coming from God or a higher power, or you believe it's coming from your higher self being able to conjure it into existence, you have to know and have that level of faith and trust that, okay, if, if, like, if you're, my best friend calls it being on a lily pad, like, if you're a frog on a lily pad and suddenly this lily pad isn't working out so well anymore, you can jump to the next lily pad. <laughs> and when you make this leap of faith, you know that there's going to be that lily pad there for you to jump on. But if you're focused on the resources instead of whatever your source is, you're setting yourself up for a major disaster. You can be thankful for people that show you favor. You can be thankful for good gigs, good contracts when they come up, clients who are excellent to work with. You know, maybe they continue working with you. Maybe you put them through a package and then they re-up and continue the relationship. Maybe they don't. You have no way of knowing what their decision might be in the future, but you know the future is bright for you. You have that confidence and that faith to not worry. If you enjoyed today's episode, please share it. If you haven't, please take a moment to subscribe to this podcast and leave a review for us on iTunes. Bye for now.